Hello, Stuart. Hello. And we're going to talk, talk about uh, what brings a visitor into a museum, okay? Hey, we're joined today also by the gin lady. Say hello, gin lady. Hello. There you go, Stuart. What are you drinking today? Uh, this evening's Knob Creek. Knob Creek. Well, cheers. Cheers. As we start this episode, what can you tell me about Knob Creek? Is Knob Creek a standalone, a unique uh, distillery, or what is it? Well, it's the, uh, the small batch brand for Jim Beam. Yeah. Well, folks, I hope you got your favorite beverage as we, we get into this subject. I love going to museums. I mentioned it before. Sure, I'm going to ask you this question is, are museums set up a certain way to, to you know, encourage the visitor to come through to visit? Well, uh, yeah, museum spaces are, are highly controlled spaces, right? They're hierarchical spaces and they're spaces of power. Think about your experience there. How did you feel as you were walking through that space? I was in one in Knoxville, which mm -hmm. is going to be on one of our future episodes sure. here fairly soon. Uh, I'm going to go back through there with uh, a couple other people that have lived in Knoxville for 13 years and never been to this museum. Now, the gin lady, you, you had, and you went to the Knoxville Museum, your thought about it. I did. I went uh, a couple years ago with my three kids, um, and it was the first experience that they had with an art museum, um, and they just truly connected with the space and um, the art and have loved going to art museums ever since. What did they connect with? Um, I think it was the, the play um, and the fun. Uh, it wasn't... We didn't make it serious. Um, I made a scavenger hunt out of it with the some of the staff in the museum. We were a few of the only people there, and so um, they would give us a picture to find, and the kids would um, not run, but walk really fast. Um, <laughs> quietly? Uh, yeah, maybe you? not so quietly. Um, nice. I mean, they were young, um, but they would go through the museum and try to find these different things, and then the staff at the museum were having fun with us, and so they would tell us about the art um, pieces, whether it was a sculpture or a painting. Um, and my daughter, one of my daughters, who is really art um, inclined, she loves drawing, she loves design, she loves all of it, um, just really connected with the artwork, and ever since has been really interested in knowing the stories behind the, the paintings and the sculptures. How about for you as, a, as an adult going through it like you did? did um, I've always liked art museums or any kind of museum, but I found myself ever since going through that museum with them, um, seeing museums through different eyes um, and really finding the simplicity um, of the way it's set up and um, the excitement of seeing the, the little things, um, seeing a picture up close or seeing a picture far away. Um, I think as an adult, when I walk through a museum, I, I look at it kind of as, oh, there's a painting and yep, I'm gonna read the little placard next to it. I'm gonna look at that sculpture, um, but kids really see things in a different way um, and their excitement about finding something or seeing the the lonely dog in the painting or the purple flower in the background it just it, it brings a new dimension to art you know that's fascinating because that's i think that's that, that seems so 
simple, but it I, is. I, I would enjoy that. It if. is, and it, and and I think that curiosity, bringing that level of curiosity to a visit, is important, right? They're not. <clears throat> the interesting thing about art museums is that they're set up and established with this very long history, right, of being these cultural institutions, and with that comes a certain set of ritual and uh, sort of codes, right? This, the way in which you interact with this space is very controlled or attempted to be controlled by the physicality of the space, right? So think about buildings that you are familiar with in terms of art museums. For instance, the Art Institute, the Metropolitan Museum uh, in New York. Right. What do we think uh, about? I'm not familiar with that, but oh, go ahead, okay. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. The facade is is what it's a neoclassical temple, right, or a Beaux Arts sort of art temple, and it's meant to be set aside from the everyday, right? We are meant to to be acknowledged that there is a portal that we're going to enter through, and we're going to leave the everyday world behind, and we're going to enter into a space that has something profound and special that will be revealed to us, right? So it's elevated, it's elevated above the common, like if you think about most of these, these modern day temples, and part of that is based on the history of how the museum is developed. But that idea of you proceed up a flight of stairs before even entering in, right? So it's, it's elevated above the street level it's separate and isolated from the everyday. Unfortunate part about all of this is that we've created these layers of, of esoteric parts of the nature of visiting these things that are specialized when really they're really meant for everyone, right? Like everyone should be able to come because we can visually look at something and, and with a child's, a childlike sense of curiosity discover something in these museums and so like that's like this disparity between these places yeah this disparity exactly like in knoxville the the kids being able to discover these things that's the disparity between these places that, that well i'm going to tie something conflicted. back you mentioned the chicago art institute and now mm -hmm. you went with you you took them on a tour of that mm -hmm. with their kids yeah and how did you encourage them to they talk about that it was wonderful being going through that with you. So, mm -hmm. what did you do that made it that drew their interest? And in? she had you had uh, Jen Lady, and her glass is empty, folks. I'll just point that out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so Stuart here, uh, you and I need to catch we, up. We, here. we still have a little more left <laughs> so, to go. So anyway, the Jen Lady is going to be with us for another minute. But um, so, what happened in the Art Institute in Chicago? that made them, because when they came back and they told me about it, they were like, oh, it was so wonderful. And you made it an adventure, but you didn't use a, a um, scavenger hunt, did you? No, but my job, when I have people visit my museum, is to get them to see with their own eye, right? And, and as a, a graduate student in art history, as I TA'd for classes, it was to get students to look and observe with their eye, right? Like, that's, that's what we're doing when we look at artwork. And, I mean, you can get into the biological sciences of it, right? Like, the visual cortex part of our brain is the largest part of our brain, right? Like, we visually input information every day, right? And so we're very good at creatures of discerning visual information. And so when we look at work, even your observations, Scott, about how you felt in a place because of your observations, 
those were really intuitive, but they were spot on, right? When you were talking about your experiences earlier in the, in the museum, like right. those were spot on observations that I would agree with. Um, so I encourage the kids. What do you see in this work? What what is it how, that how did they you're gathering when, when he when he took them through the art institute in Chicago? I think anytime you spark that curiosity in any person, especially a kid, they respond well. Um, I know that was my that's been my struggle with art is that I always felt like there was something I was supposed to I was supposed to be able to see a piece of artwork and know what it was about. And when Stuart took us through, it really was like, how do you feel about it? What do you see? What does it make you think about? And it wasn't like there's a right answer. It was more, let me spark the curiosity in you. Um, because that leads then to inquiry and inquiry leads to putting these works into context of the historical moment in which they were created, right? And so then you gather a whole new layer of meaning. But there's something a little intrinsic because we're all human, right? Like, so we can look at something and, and be emotionally impacted by something and relate it to our own experiences as a visitor, right? Um, and that connection that happens when we view something and then be able to as we start to inquire more about the context, the history, the time in which it was created, the biography of the artist, right? All of those are adding layers of meaning onto a visual object that we've observed. What's your recommendation on when you go into a museum and what can you expect that museum to do for, will it draw you in? Is there some ultimate place it wants me to be when I walk through that museum? That's a really complex sort of question. I'm not sure how to unpackage all of Folks, that. Folks, please write that down in your notes that I ask a complex question. <laughs> yeah, that won't happen very often, but go ahead. But I, I think if you're asking, what do I do when I visit a museum, right? Like for me, it's about finding something that resonates with you. And whether that is going through the space and finding something that you enjoy seeing or something that challenges you. I mean, just quick tips of, of museum visiting 101 is pick up the, the visitor's guide in the map. Um, f so that orients you, right? Like that gives you a guide for processing through the space so that you know where you're at. And if, if you're not interested in oceanic art, then you can skip that section, right? And if you want to see the highlight that this collection is known for, you can skip right to that. And, and understanding that museums aren't meant, they're meant to be browsed. They're not meant to be, to be seen in a way that you, you, you contemplate each and every single piece of artwork, right? So they're, they're meant to sort of create this this sense and I, I think there's like this old museum theory like the Altus Museum was created on that where you were supposed to process through this historical what is the Altus Museum chronology the, I mean I, I mentioned that because it was it was one of the first German museums I think there's this real misconception that that you should see everything and contemplate each work very seriously and very closely but that's why you see visitors move very slowly through the first several galleries. 
and look closely and read every label. But by the sixth gallery, they stand in the center of the room and look at everything and then move on to the next one. Okay, I've been in that center of the room, yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right? You're like, yep, seen it. Check, yeah. check, 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 check. Moving on to the next one. Yes. Right? So Unfortunately, yes. That is when we reach a saturation point of like, I can't take on any new more, any more information, right? We've, we've reached that point that we are overstimulated. And, and those are moments that we need to recognize as a visitor, right? We need to understand our pace and our attention and our interest. And so we aren't meant to move through this in a very encyclopedic way where we, we start at the first page and read the, the, the entire novel. Museums are meant to be places that we go back to again and again and again and again for inspiration, for respite from the everyday world, for relaxation, for the, the idea of contemplation. Um, and I think museums have this, this, this stigma of being unapproachable, right? That I feel uncomfortable in this space. And I, I think that... I think that's the way I feel when I'm in a room of paintings. It's like, I'm not sure what to look at. I don't know what art history period this is. I don't know what's good. I don't, I, I, sometimes I don't even know what makes good art because other people gush over something. I'm like, hey, it does nothing for me. And that's where I think we need to find things that resonate with us, right? So, so that's the first entry into that. And I also think there are times I as a professional in the field, as, as somebody who studied art history, still feel uncomfortable in front of works of art because I'm not sure what to think. And I think we need to be okay with that moment, right? Because that's where, that's the moment in which growth happens. The, the idea that artwork is not always beautiful. Artwork is not always meant to be calming. There are times Artwork, for a, a whole history of reasons, is meant to be unsettling. It's meant to make us feel uncomfortable, right? It's, it's entirely okay to be uncomfortable. And, I, and that's something I try to put at ease when visitors come to visit my museums, right? It's like you might see something that, that makes you think, that makes you second guess or question or feel uncomfortable or or just be unsettled. And that might be the, the exact intent of the artist, and that's perfectly fine to feel those things. You mentioned a couple things about, about enjoying a tour. Jen lady, you bugging out? I'm bugging out. All right. I'm out of Jen. <laughs> Later. What are your recommendations, not just for me, but maybe our viewers can use them next time they're at a museum. They say, hey, I've got an hour. Let's, let's walk in this local museum. I've never mm -hmm. been there. What, what would your recommendations be? I, my, my recommendation is take your time. Enjoy the space. Don't feel like you have to see it all. Get a visitor's guide. Pick out the highlights that you know you're going to be interested in. Or just pick an area that you're like, this is new to me. I've never experienced this before. And discover it. And take your time. Be open to surprises. Be open to new things. And be open with things that challenge you, right? So a lot of times, you know, I, I hear the comment like that that modern art. Boy, that's something, huh? You and and that's okay. But at some point we have to recognize also too that yeah, that modern art that you're still uncomfortable with was painted in nineteen thirteen, right? So uh -huh. 
there there has that element of of history to the work that I think we need to be open to, um, and it's and it's important to understand that being uncomfortable or being confused is okay. It's the point of inquiry that's important, right? The learning more, the visually looking at something, so and part of your that reaction. More, we have our cell phones that we can actually. I, this is the age of technology and information where it's all at our fingertips, right? So it should make it could make the art tour even more. Google is a wonderful thing, <laughs> and Wikipedia. I mean, it's all hyperlinked, right? Like you can you so can Wikipedia really, anything. So it's, we're browsing and yes. we're sitting, and our brain is actually visually picking up something from the paintings or the artwork. Yes, and it, it, it's going to wear us out. Yes. Well. Fatigue will happen. You will get tired. You will feel hungry. So by all means, that's why there's a cafe in the museum, right? Like you should go grab a biscotti and a coffee and, and then go about your, right, <laughs> okay. a sandwich, right? Like right. that's why those those things are part of the museum experience, right? Go visit the gift shop and pick out four postcards or whatever. And then, and then go back to the galleries. Like that's part of the experience of visiting. If we've reached one visitor and they've gone to the cafe and they've had a good time, right? Like, it's okay, right? Like, that's okay. So, yes, and and my last comment here, and well, no, I'll probably have more than that because <laughs> the whiskey's kicking in a little bit. Don't be afraid to ask questions. There are an entire staff of professionals in the museum that their sole job is to help you so with not, your experience. I'm they should approach you with the attitude of, helpfulness right like the idea that hey i only have an hour here what are the things i should see so you I say hope, seek them out and ask them seek them out ask them i would hope that they would say here are the five things you should they should be proud enough of their museum to say here are the five things you should see before you leave today okay. right like we are in the job of making this approachable to people Stuart, using your terms we've unpacked quite a bit on on the museums and how to maximize your visit and, and uh, interaction and enjoyment. Um, and I really appreciate your insight. Um, but for me and the listeners, could you summarize once again the steps you would take or you recommend to maximize that experience, going to a museum, or art gallery, maybe even an art fair. I don't know if it applies, but can yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think do a little homework before you go. Kind of check out their website and see what they have, right? Like you can you can do a little bit of that preliminarily before before you go, but always get a map. If they have a map, get a map because they can be confusing places and the space is complicated. And so, having a map is a guide through that space. Ask questions. There are museum professionals there that their sole job is to help you have a good experience. And I, as a professional, would would rather answer questions than to have someone leave and not have a good experience. So we're more than happy to help you. Ask, hey, I only have an hour. What are the top things I should see before I leave, right? Every museum will have a list and say, oh, if you only have 20 minutes, you should definitely go to this gallery because this is the thing that you wanna see today. Or we have a, a special exhibition that's only here through October, right? All of those things, ask, ask questions, use the map. And browse and linger and and know that you don't have to see everything. And when you feel tired or hungry, take a break. Go to the go to the gift shop, 
go to the cafeteria, have a drink, whatever. Enjoy your time there and be open to the experience. Excellent. Thank you, Stuart. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the uh, podcast as we discussed how to get how to maximize your enjoyment at a museum. Up Creek uh, whiskey bottle is about uh, well, about a third full now. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to say who's been drinking it, but uh, well, it hasn't yeah. been the gin lady. So I tell you what, um, Stuart and I want to raise a glass and toast to you, our listener. Thank you for joining us today. And please rate, review, leave comments below. Bam. Perfect. Done. Cut. That's a wrap. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs>